that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Anybody beside me love Jesus? Oh. I love him. I love him. I love him. So I need you to lean in. I need you to lean in. Um, we're going to start the heavy lifting today. All right? Let me preface let me preface this message by saying this. It is about you. You don't need to wonder if I'm talking about you. I am talking to you. Talking to every one of you. Uh, because the Holy Spirit has burdened me enough to know that there is more, there are more, there are more of us here that are struggling with hurt and pain than we care to acknowledge. Some of you have become so good at masquerading and uh, beating and making your limp look cool to where you, you have become so used to your pain that now it is second nature. Uh, you have now adorned your hurt and have made it a part of your decision-making process. But we're going to get over that in Jesus' name. That's not God's will for our life. That's never what he intended us to be. That's never how he intended us to operate and act. So let's, let's get into it. There's a couple of uh, thesis statements, too, actually, that I need to make. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about God's case for forgiveness, and it was more of a theological sermon uh, this week would be more of a humanities sermon. Where are all my college students at? I do humanities classes. You can't stand, right? Okay. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to sound like a humanities professor. But we got to talk about humanity. Uh, and today we are talking about releasing hurt and pain. Uh, just by a show of hands, anybody been hurt? Okay, good, good. Amen. Praying for all thousand of those. Um, anybody recently or presently dealing with, suffering through, or trying to manage pain? Okay, okay, okay. Amen, 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 amen. All right, all right. So we're in the right place then. Uh, uh, let's go. Let's, let's go to work. Uh, a main reason we struggle with forgiveness is because it is intrinsically connected to pain. Did y'all hear that? The main reason we struggle with forgiveness, a main reason, if not the main reason, that we struggle with pain is because it is intrinsically connected to pain. Forgiveness is intrinsically connected to pain. And that pain is the result of an initial hurt. So we have pain because we were hurt. So some of, the, some of the initial hurts that happened, that hurt happened in the moment. That thing hurt us. And what we're dealing with now is not the continued hurt, but it is literally the pain that ensued as a result of the hurt. Now, here's where we go from here. In order to truly forgive, we must be relieved from pain and released from hurt. We have to be relieved from pain and released from hurt. Those things have to happen in order for us to truly forgive anybody, even ourselves. So the first thing that we need to do if we want to get into forgiveness is we have to have pain relievers. And so this is why we can't, we can't do that okey-doke, uh, you know, super fake Christian stuff, you know, soon as something happens. I forgive you. I forgive you in Jesus' name. I ain't got no time for that. I forgive you in Jesus' name. No, you crazy. You can't just forgive like that. It don't work like that. 
You can't just forgive somebody instantly after they've hurt you. I don't care how saved you are. There needs to be a process. There needs to be a a process whereby you are able to manage, to handle, to deal with the pain. And once you are relieved from the pain, you then can deal with the hurt. The initial hurt. We have to deal with that. And many of us, we never get to the hurt because we're always wrestling and struggling with the pain. You never can, it can really truly get to the, the, the very root cause of the pain because we're still dealing with the results of the pain. And so if we want to get through this thing, we have to deal with the very pain that we're dealing with and then go to the place that we can actually deal with that hurt moment and move forward so that we can actually forgive. Let's read this one more time in case somebody wanted to screenshot it or tweet it or something. A main reason we struggle with forgiveness is because it is intrinsically connected to pain. And that pain is the result of an initial hurt. Therefore, in order to truly forgive, we must be relieved from pain and released from hurt. How many believe that's going to happen in Jesus' name? Here's the next statement I need to lift up to you. Hurt and pain are native propensities of all humanity. Let's deal with that. You ever wonder why in the news certain people are demonized and certain people, uh, their humanity is overpronounced? Case in point, when many of these uh, unarmed black men and even women who have been killed in recent past, uh, we want to, or the media rather, would, would want to demonize them or dehumanize them by making them look very bad. Lifting up all the tawdry things of their past. And, and, and I, I, I never forget this, uh, Mike, Mike Brown, when, when he is killed in Ferguson, and, and, and I have my own issues on that. But remarkable to me uh, why it, it even mattered that he did not graduate but went to continuation school to get a GED. Like, what that got to do with me being killed? But nevertheless, we see the, the, the dehumanizing or the, the demoralizing uh, or, or, or just the deconstruction of their humanity so that we can better palate their murder. Because we don't get mad when chickens die. I mean, unless that was your pet chicken and, you know, it was your favorite chicken. We don't, we don't get mad when, when, when cows die. We don't, we, don't have, we don't have a grieving party every time we see roadkill because they lack humanity. And so in order for us to engage in a certain level of the powers that be would want to dehumanize the individual so that we would have less of propensity to be enraged about the action. Y'all forgive me, I sound like a black liberation theologist. Uh, But on the other hand, when we see individuals uh, of a different hue engage in heinous murders, we tend to see a ultra-humanization of their personage so that we can have a greater propensity to be merciful and forgive. Oh man! All right. Okay. So, so, so when we look at the individual who 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 killed hundreds of people in Las Vegas, we say that he liked to sit on his porch, and he was a quiet man, and 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 he was he was a, a family. Man, we, we, we ultra, we, 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 we give more humanistic ideologies to them so that we are more prone to have mercy on and forgive them. 
When we look at guys like, like Dylan Ruff and we, and, and we have to now Google to figure out if he's ever been convicted. But we, we, we understand that he had uh, mental issues. He was a troubled boy. We talk up their humanity. Now, what we need to understand about that first statement is that no matter who you are, no matter how saved, no matter how good you are, there is a propensity in you to do wrong. There is a propensity in you to hurt people. There is a propensity in you to cause somebody pain. Now, you can say amen or not. It doesn't make it any less true. As saved and as cute as you are, you didn't hurt somebody. You probably hurt somebody today. You probably inflicted pain today. With your hands or with your words, with your post, with your silence, with your dead stare, with your looking over somebody to speak to somebody else. Come on, talk to me in here. We, we all have a, it is, it is innate in us to do so because we are human and not divine. To err is human, but to forgive is divine. There is a propensity in all of us for pain and for hurt. But watch this. We should not think it's strange when we hurt or are hurt by others and have to deal with the pain that ensues. Remarkable to me. Now, now all of y'all, 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 y'all like my little black liber- liberation theology piece right there. My little, you know, Colin Kaepernick deal right there a little minute ago. Y'all was with me. Y'all was like, yeah, that's right. Where, where is that boy? I want to see. He got a burn for this. But you do the same thing, Christian. Because when someone hurts you, you want them to burn at the stake. You want them to die on the scene of your pain. But let you make a mistake. But see, you don't know what I was dealing with. See, this, I'm not that type of person, but I was pushed. You will, you will humanize yourself while demonizing others. I know it ain't you, but it's the person sitting next to you, right? Nah, it's you. It's me. It's us. We do this. We want you to die when you kill us. We want you to die when you hurt us. But let me do it. But that ain't, my, my son, not like that, though. You know what? It wasn't even my son. It was them boys around him. I knew they wasn't no good for him. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And see, he go to church, and he good, and, and you know. Be careful. Because all of us have a propensity to hurt and inflict pain. And what we have to do, what we have to do before we go any further, we have to make sure that we are firmly aware of the realities of humanity. Just like it can happen to us, we can happen to others. Ask yourself, how many times have you happened to somebody? I know you're very acquainted with all the things that have happened to you. But take a minute and do some internal introspection and ask yourself, how many times have you happened to somebody else? Okay, keep my friends. All right, all right. So the question then is begged first, if we're going to get over this, are you telling me I got to deal with hurt? You're telling me I got to deal with pain? So how do I find relief from the pain? That's the question, right? How do I find relief from the pain? Now, uh, I'm going to give you several scriptures that, you, that I want you to write down and I want you to meditate on throughout this week. You'll see them on the screen. But I want to deal with this question quickly uh, because many of us, we deal with pain or we find pain relief through substances, Some of you, you're not a weed head. 
You just got a lot of issues. That weed seems to subside when you smoke it. All right. Some of you in your better place have no dealings with the brown liquor. But let your day be heavy enough. Let, let your issues be deep enough. You will try to drown it with nothing less than battery acid. Some of you are not nymphomaniacs. But when you in them, are they in you? You tend to forget for the moment about all the stuff you're going through. Oh, man. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can ex- ed- edit that out for this. I'm so- oh, man. My baby's in. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Forgive me, please. Uh, uh, the reality is, is that we try to medicate ourselves with things and stuff and people. But the reality is, the only thing that can relieve our pain is the one who created us. Listen, 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 listen. It's easy. Listen, the bottle is closer than God. Or so I think. All I have to do is screw off the top. All I have to do is go to the dispensary. All I have to do is send this text. That's easier than getting in the face of the Almighty. Because now I have to posture myself. Because now, now watch this. I got I to gotta, I gotta deal with, wait, here it is. God is not going to deal with my pain without showing me a mirror and showing me how I pain others as well. Because then that becomes the basis of which to temper me. Ain't nobody got time for that. Do I have any friends left? I got a church. Do I still got a church? You're going to vote me out at the next meeting like, oh, no, we threw with him. Where Kena at? Uh, The reality is this. We have to go to the one who created us because he's the only one that knows how to intrinsically handle our pain. Now, let me give this caveat before I give you these scriptures. Here it is. Most of the time, if not all of the time, the people who inflicted hurt and pain upon you are not capable of remedying the pain or the hurt that they inflicted upon you. The majority of the time, if not all the time, they are never capable of healing, giving a remedy to the pain that they inflicted, the hurt that they inflicted upon you. Because watch this, if they were, it probably would have set up a parameter whereby they would not have hurt you in the first place. So you can't get mad at them. Just like, here it is, You don't want nobody getting mad at you when you do what you've done and you say you sorry or you apologize or you do whatever you can to try to make some recompense or, you know, or try to pay your restitution because that's all you can do. There is still another part of them that they are going to have to submit to the sovereign for fixing. If forgiveness rests on the individual alone, if your healing rests on the individual alone, you have just made them your God. You have just made them an idol. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let's deal with this, elder, because some of us have made the people that have hurt us idols. What? Because now you're beholding to them. I would have a good marriage if it wasn't for them. I'd be better off in my life right now if it wasn't for them. I could have had my degree by now if it wasn't for 
them. I wouldn't be so messed up right now. I wouldn't be this weight. I wouldn't be this size. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be going through this if it wasn't for them. Like them supersedes him. So it don't matter what they do if he now unto him who is able But if I could ask a real question, what them have you put before him? Twenty eighteen gonna be bomb, I promise. Cause I'm gonna agitate you. I'm gonna get all the way underneath your cuticles. You hear me? With the word of the Lord, so that you can walk into your new year and not be held up, bound by stuff of your past. Come on, y'all got houses to buy. Y'all got babies to birth. Come on here, y'all got businesses to start. Y'all got families to build. You ain't got time to be harboring this unforgiveness in your heart. Job chapter 6, verse 10. This would be my comfort. I would even exult in pain unsparing. For I have not denied the words of the Holy One. The first thing you got to do, get the scripture. You have to embrace the word of God even in the midst of your pain. And as saved as you all are, as saved as I am, as saved as we declare ourselves to be, don't nobody want to hear no scriptures when you in pain. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. All right. It's just you, me and you, DeMarcus. It's just me and you, bro. We, we, already, we already went through this in the office. Me and you, we, we already chewed on this. You know what I mean? We good, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Don't nobody want to hear that. Well, you know, the word of the Lord says, you know, speak blessings and, and curse not, you know. No, the word of the Lord says, you know, if, the, if, your, if your neighbor slaps you, turn the other cheek. If they ask for your coat, give them your shirt too. That's the word of the Lord. Like, don't, ain't a, come on, okay, all right, all right. Y'all, okay, okay, all right. Come on, come on, come on. You will be tested tomorrow because y'all acting like I ain't saying the thing. Some of y'all preparing yourself for your next test right now. You remember when you was acting like that, wasn't you? We have to hold firm to the word of the Lord. Listen, listen. Job, listen. I, I, I don't know anybody in here who has gone through more than Job. All his kids dead. All his money is gone. Talk to me, somebody. His friends turning their backs on him. He got boils on his skin and to top it all off, his wife tripping. It's like, man, I can deal with all this. Just don't let Bay start tripping. Now, come on. Can, I get, can we get in the bed, please? Gosh. Now my bed messed up. Everything. And he says, he says, whilst pain was unsparing to me, the only comfort I found was that I did not deny the words of the Holy One. Now, I believe he's speaking of rhema and logos. This is why you cannot turn off the God voices in your life when you're going through. Because, yeah, we all have, we, listen, we all have those people that we, you know, we love or we hate, Right? And we want to turn their voices off when, when we're going through something because we know they're going to speak some truth and they're going to pierce the darkness with light. But some of us are, are comfortable in the dark place and we don't want nobody to come in and draw the curtains yet and take our hog and dolls away and take our cake away and take our Ben and Jerry's away. Some of us want to stay there for a while, gain a few pounds, cuss at folk, binge watch that show. Leave me be. I don't want your cute little text. I don't want your phone call. Don't stop, stop, stop tagging me on Facebook. And it's a, I don't, I, listen, I'm going to block you. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to block your saved self because I don't want to hear that. But Job, when he goes through the hardest 
point in time of his life, he said, one thing I did not do and one thing that gave me comfort while there are bulls of my body, while I can't even find refuge in the bosom of my own wife, while I'm burying my kids, while I'm, I, I'm filing for bankruptcy, what I have found comfort in is the words of the Holy One. And you better get really acquainted with the word of the Lord in this season of your life. You better make sure that the word of God is so close to you, even nigh to your breast. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. I think we're on time. Here it is. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy, are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Reconcile your present pain with your future context. Reconcile your present pain with your future context. Jesus, the Bible says of Jesus that for the glory set before him, he endured the agony of the cross. And some of you, if you had a real good view of what the next thing would be. You wouldn't be so pissy in the right now. Okay, all right. If you knew how much money you was going to make in that next position, you wouldn't, you, you, you wouldn't, okay, all right, amen. If you knew how blessed marriage would be, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be mad that folk was trying to help you live holy. And let me repent on behalf of all the married folk that make marriage look so bad. You know, we were skipping in dillies when we was just dating. Now we married, we like, it's not that bad, I promise. It's good. It's good. If you make it good. If you make it good. Let's just put that there. If you make it good. Both of y'all can't be trifling and think y'all going to have a really great message. Listen, you're just two trifling people in a marriage. So what is my marriage? Trifling. And so you got to work on you. You got to do some, you know, self-work. You got to work on self because your marriage is only as what the best thing you can give to it. We're not on relationships, so I won't stay there. But again, um, if you consider what's happening in the future, if you consider what's going to happen on the other end of this, It'll give you a greater context to handle this. You, 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 you can deal with it better. Come on. You, you, you'll go without food longer, you know, because you know you're going to get to that table. <laughs> Some of y'all fasted all Wednesday. They're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I can, I'm, I'm going to get to grandma's house. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. I'm going to eat my field tomorrow, so I ain't even worried <laughs> about You're able to handle things better if you have a context of the future. God, I'm going through hell right now, but show me where heaven is. God, I'm dealing with sickness right now, but show me, give me a glimpse of my healing. God, I'm alone right now, but give me a glimpse of when I don't feel lonely anymore. God, I'm struggling right now, but give me a glimpse of when I walk in ease. When, when, I, when, I, when I see, I'm able to manage my pain, but I'm, I'm able, I'm able to woosah. I'm able to breathe through it. I'm like, whoo two more days. Okay, two more days. Come on. How y'all act when y'all know Friday coming? Come on. Come on. See, you, you, you got you to gotta begin to get a Friday atmosphere. Like, like so, 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 some, of y'all, some of y'all will push through that thing because you'll be like, wait a minute, Friday coming, that direct deposit. I ain't going to see y'all the weekend. Don't even worry about it. There's some things you really need to get a Friday spirit. You really need to get a Friday spirit. You, you press through that thing. Go through it. Manage the pain. You know how to not talk to people. Come on here. You know how to communicate with people and not say a word to them. Talk to me. You know how to, you know how to get through that thing. One more scripture I'm going to give you here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 
Now, here's, here's what I love about this. Uh, that, that word tempt or temptation in the Greek, when you lift it up, it, it doesn't just mean, you know, being tempted to do wrong or, or temptation as it relates to, uh, uh, you know, sin or things of that nature or immoral behavior. It literally means to be tested, to be tested in any particular scenario or regard, to be tested. And sometimes God would allow certain pains and hurts to come upon us to test us. Okay. All right. You got to know your pain threshold so that you can be elevated. Okay. I got to know that you can handle more because everybody want to blow up. Everybody want to be a millionaire. Everybody, you know, everybody want to have the house that everybody want to come to. Everybody, you know, everybody want to be that go-to person. Everybody want to be the go-to guy. Everybody want to be the go-to girl. Well, you got to know that you got to be able to handle a lot of pressure. You have to be pressure tested. You have to go through extreme scenarios so that you can handle the weight of whatever you're going through. Here it is. You have to understand that you were given internal fortitude to handle it before it ever happened. Oh, okay, okay. I I know it's not an amen point, but... It happened. Yeah, yeah, it happened. You went through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But wait a minute. You still stand. As as my apostolic elder, Dr. Ronnie Goins, would say, don't just blow past that. You still here, though. you're, You're still able to engage. You may have some scars, you may have some bruises, you may, you may have some bumps, you, 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 may, you, may have some, you may have some very hard issues that you still have to navigate through, but you still have the ability to navigate. And what some of you have failed to give God praise on is that he internally, he, he invested in you a divine fortitude that would cause you to be able to handle it before it ever happened. He's so divine, he knew you was going to be hurting that way. And so he put an extra layer on your heart. God. He knew that you were going to be broken in that way. And so he, gave, he added a rigidity to your life. So that after you were broken time and time again, you could still be put back together. Oh, man. I, okay, okay. I, I'm thankful to God that even though I've been broken, I've never been irreparably broken. I thank God that even though I've fallen, I've always been able to get back up. I thank God that even though I've been lost, I've always found my way. I thank God that even when I died, he rose me up from the grave. Man, you got to take time to just bless him in that. How many times have you been evicted and you still living? How many times have you seen that negative balance but they build somehow? They get, how many times have you said, I ain't going to never let nobody in again? How many? Okay, okay. But you here though. I'm sorry, y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me. I, I, y'all forgive me. I feel my son. You, you here though. You got to know that. You got to know that. This is what helps us. This is what helps us handle the pain. We're almost out of here. But then the next thing I need to know is how do I find healing when I've been hurt? Okay, let's deal with that. Let's deal with that. Let's, let's, let's talk to Job one more time. Now we've got to go to the Message Bible, though. Look at Job chapter 10, verse 1. But I need you to read it in the Message Bible. I love, how, I love how Eugene Peterson says it in the Message Bible. He says, I can't stand my life. I hate it. I'm putting it all out on the table. All the bitterness of my life, I am holding back nothing. How do I find healing? How do I find healing? Talk about it all. Talk about it. Now, 
Ah, uh, yes, we know the first one that we need to talk to, the ultimately the one we need to talk to about it is God. But I believe there are trusted sources because here's the thing I know, I know about God. Uh, uh, the, the, the very image of our faith is the cross, right? And the cross has a beam that goes vertically from the earth to the heavens. But there is, there is, there, there is also a beam that goes horizontally to go from heart to heart. It stretches across humanity. And so at some point in time, uh, uh, as we learn that confession is good for the soul, right? At some point in time, you need to talk about it. You need to get it off your chest. Some of y'all, you're not buff. You just got a lot of stuff on your chest. Some, some of us, we just go down two cup sizes if we just start confessing stuff. You just got it all, it's all in your chest. The reality is, listen what Job says. He says, I will die if I don't say something. And some of us in the house of God, as cute and as handsome as you want to be, as balling as we think you are, you are dying on the inside because your mouth is closed and all that stuff is staying inside of you, killing your spirit. That's why it's harder and harder to hear God. That's why it takes you longer and longer to get through a prayer. That's why it takes you all week to read a chapter. Because you are lacking spiritual strength. Because you are allowing that thing that's on the inside of you to kill you from the inside out. Talk about it. It's not going to make you any less man. It's not going to make you any less woman. You're going to be just fine. God is going to show you who to talk to. And as you give them your burdens, they are going to be good Christians. And they are going to share one another's burdens. And they are going to help you find healing. But you cannot, friend, you cannot, my brother, you cannot, my sister, keep your mouth shut. Come on, come on here. And, and let, let, let me apologize for every backwards uncle, auntie, grandpa, grandma in the kitchen. They tell us a closed mouth don't get fed. Right? And out of the same mouth, don't you tell nobody what's going on in this. Wait, you just told me that. A... Oh, my parents only went backwards. You tell me a closed mouth don't get fit. You better say something. You better say something. I can't read your mind. But then when trauma happens, when pain happens, when struggle happens, did you say something to your auntie? I don't want your grandma all in our business. This is my house. They don't live here with you. Oh, no, here's my, here's my favorite one. Okay, since you're talking to them so much, then go and live with them then. No, no, that's not, that's not right, mama. That, that, that ain't right, daddy. That's not right. And watch this. Here it is. I love, I love, I love our children because they, they, they are so honest. They are so pure. They are so real. And watch this. Children will show you who they're comfortable with because when you know who the children are comfortable with because they, they get diarrhea of the mouth. Okay, I'm the only one got real kids. Okay, okay. Godfather, guess what? And then daddy said, and then mama said, and then we, because we ain't got no. <laughs> Grandma, I'm so hungry. I ain't ate since last. But they understand, watch this, that they were meant to keep it. And so in, in their elementary state, it's elementary to talk. But you got two degrees. And you've come so complex that you have lost an elementary principle to say what's on your mind. Psalm 119. (laughs) 
Verse 6, we're like, please get off that verse. Please, please get off that verse. Please. Here it is. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. Mm, Pause, hold on. Don't go one more slide, Tabitha. Wait. Just between me and you. If that didn't happen to me, I'd still be ratchet. Just me. Don't tell nobody, please. Y'all streaming, don't, don't repost this, please, please. But just between you and me, if they hadn't found out, if they didn't break my trust, if they didn't expose my dirt, if they didn't hurt me while I was hurting God, if they didn't get pregnant and keep it, I would have never kept your word. And if the truth be told, sometimes God will leverage the very afflictions on our life. Because we need to get back to a place that he wants us to be, or rather that he intended us to be all along. Now, here it is. You know, some of us are in the Job place where I didn't do nothing wrong, and and it all happened to me. Amen. God bless all you Jobs, but I'm no Job. I was fouled while they fouled me. See, truth be told, we should both get a double technical because I was about to stab them before they stabbed me. I had stabbing thoughts in my head. They just got the drop on me. All right. (laughs) You are good. And you do good. Teach me your statutes. He says, he says, I know who I used to be. And I know who I was immediately before this happened. And then I had to reconcile. When this happened, I had to reconcile. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm not even living the life I should be living in the first place. Come on here. Where that mama at? Well, why was you there? Come on. Is there anybody beside me that can't stand nobody that say that? Here it is. You shouldn't have been there. Come on. I don't want to hear that, but it's true. If I was not there, if I did not say yes, if I did not get in that car, if I did not smoke that joint, if I did not drink that, if I did not sign that paper, if I did not falsify those documents, if I did not claim them as my child on my taxes, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be getting audited right now. Now, Lord, please rebuke this audit. No, rebuke your greed. No friends. Okay. So teach me your statutes. God, show me what I'm supposed to do. While I'm here in this pain, while I'm sitting in this cell, waiting for somebody to bail me out. While I'm sitting here with the one person that I love most, now determining whether they still want to be married to me or not. While I'm sitting here waiting on an answer. God, teach me your statutes. The insolent snare me with lies, but with my whole heart, I will keep your precepts. Here it is. There is a propensity in all of us to clap back when folk say things that are not true. All of us want to defend ourselves, right? Here it is. But what we got to understand before God, we have no defense. Oh, shh. 
You only have a defense in the court of man. You have no defense in the court of law. I mean, the court of the Lord. You may have a defense in the court of law, but you have no defense in the court of the Lord. And all of us, we go to the court of the Lord because we're believers, right? And so when we go to the court of the Lord, there's no need for us to try to make a defense. So all we like, Lord, just, hey, listen, I'm, I'm just going, uh, my whole heart will keep your precepts. Because while you're trying to show them how wrong you are, God has no problem saying, oh, wait, mm. But you said, then you did, and then when they left and you called 70, their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. Notice this. He says, while while they're going to do whatever they do, here it is, here it is. Do not, if you want to get over the hurt, stop trying to get back at them set free. You got, listen, you cannot, you cannot do that because when you get, here it is, we're talking about this in office, when you try to start getting back at people, you become the same animal that bit you. Come on in here, where are my werewolves and vampires at? You wasn't like that. You didn't bite nobody till they bit you, now you're like, listen, you have to refute those things. I was, I was, I was talking to Deacon Mike and, and Minister DeMarcus in the office. Uh, I learned this when shepherds, when, when, when shepherds have sheepdogs. You know about sheepdogs. They, they, keep, they help keep the sheep in order. They go, arr, 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 you know, keep, keep the sheep in order. But if a sheepdog bites a sheep, guess what the, the shepherd does? He puts the, the dog down. He kills the dog. What? Why would he kill the dog? Here's why, here's why the shepherd kills the dog, because now the dog has a taste for blood. And that blood will unlock an animalistic urge to keep biting the sheep. And this is why when you are hurt, when you are exposed, when you, are, when you go through traumatic experiences, you have to submit yourself to God, because if you don't, you will, watch it. You will become the very thing that happened to you. Put that dog down. 71. Here it is. Now, this, this, this is where you get mature. It was good for me that I was afflicted. I ain't never going to say it was good for me to be afflicted, right? You know what? It, it was a good thing that I went through that, though. Because I was blowing through money like water. I was, I was, I was with people I didn't even know their name. I was doing stuff that I was, you know, I was just, I was out there. And if I had not, and, and if, hmm, huh, can I help somebody? Some of you, you got to thank God for these babies that you thought you had out of time because they were your salvation. Mm-hmm. Some of them, some, 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 some of them babies that you can't stand they other parent right now. Some of them, they, they, they were the very thing that God allowed to boop, come right up and say, wait a minute, I love you and I don't want you to kill yourself. So I'm a... Let me bring them along and breathe some salvation to you. What is the feat? Is this, uh, you know, it's a mistake. No, no, that's salvation. It was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. He will use your situation to teach you when you act unteachable. If my statutes can't teach you, Maybe this situation I create will. All right. 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than a thousands of gold and silver pieces. You have to know that in certain contexts, God will allow such hurt to happen for divine purposes. Pay me back. Give me restitution. No. The lessons that you've learned are way more valuable. The things that you, that you, the experiences that you've had to go through now, on the other side of that, you can say amen. Because I've learned something. I got one last scripture for you, then I'll let you go. Psalm 147. 
Psalm 147. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Look at verse 1. It says, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and a song is fitting. A song of praise is fitting. Now, what we generally don't do when we're going through hurt or when we want to get over hurt we generally don't sing a praise song. We sing that sad song. You know that sad song? I can't believe they did it to me. I don't even understand why. You know, anybody ever heard that? That singing, talking? But I can't stand him. And they don't even want, it's like, there's a cadence to it. It's like, you know, it's just like, it's like sadness. Sing praise. He said, for it is, it is fitting. What? So you mean to tell me praise fits in my hurt? You mean to tell me praise fits in my pain? Yes, because when you praise him in the midst of that, it lets him know that you honor him more than you honor yourself. Because some of us, if we don't make that issue a God, we make ourselves a God and we make ourselves think that we are above reproach and we can't handle pain. Or here it is. I love this. My favorite one. I don't deserve this. No, you deserve hell. Let's talk about what we deserve. You deserve to be in jail. You deserve to have AIDS. You deserve. I deserve to be in jail. I deserve to be dead. I deserve to be bankrupt. I deserve to be a all that good stuff. If we talking about what we deserve, I deserve to be divorced. I deserve to be dethroned, defrocked. So don't, don't, don't get to talking about what you deserve, because if we run the road, come on, where my old diggers at? Call the road? Because you didn't been in some dark alleys, and you didn't made some dirty deals, and you didn't made that call that, that, that made every inch of your morals crawl but you did it because you thought you had to. Don't talk to me about what you deserve. Praise is fitting. Verse 2 says, The Lord builds up Jerusalem, and he gathers the outcast of Israel. Here it is. When we praise him, when we honor him, when we lift him up and put him where he needs to be, he does the rebuilding. You're trying to figure out how to put your life back together You can't. You don't even have the purview to do so. So let someone who stands out of time in eternity, watch this. You only build with the context of time. He builds with the context of eternity. So there are certain places in your life that you will speed through because you feel like you have to do it now or it won't get done. But because he's so chill in eternity, he like, "Mm, there. Mm, okay, let's bring that piece back together. Mm, nah, okay, let's, let's do it again. And you, you're dying in the process. You're like, oh, God, what am I doing? But he's like, wait, I know. He knows what's, what's in 2018 already. And he knows he know you're so close. You know, you've see, you seen that picture on, 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 on the social media where the guy's digging for the diamond, and he's like this close away, then he walks away. This is why you got to let God build your life. Lord, do this for me. Because I'm going to miss something. He gathers the outcast. Listen, you got to let God put this thing back together. If he doesn't do it, it will always be done on contingencies. Verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. One of the worst things you can do is keep your heart from God. One of the worst things you can do is try to do a patch job on yourself. I dare you to come to God naked and exposed, hurt. Lay yourself on his altar and say, God, if you don't help me, I won't be helped. If you don't free me, I'll be bound for the rest of my life. If you don't change me, I'll stay this place till I die. If you don't deliver me, I will be stuck, but I won't move. Do something. 
And too many times we go to people that are uncertified. And just because they got a title, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, pastor, don't talk to me. Listen, he is the healer. Come to me at best. If, listen, if, 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 if you ever come to me or anybody of the like that tries to put themselves as a solution, they are a heretic. Yes, yes, yes. At best, I only have for you the sovereign. He is the potter. I'm clay just like you. I can't fix your life. Inyanla Van Sick can't fix your life. You can't fix your life. Those substances can't fix your life. Only God who heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds. Verse 4 goes on to say, he demonstrates the numbers. He determines the numbers of the stars and he gives all of them their names. In other words, watch this. He does not forget about you. See, some of you are convinced that because it took place so long ago that God forgot about it. But I got to let you know right now, he remembers He remembers and he cares. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Listen to this. Listen to this. He understands. He knows exactly what's going on. While nobody else around you may understand or why it happened, God knows and he understands. Verse 6 is where we hang our hat. The Lord lifts up the humble. And he cast the wicked to the ground. I close with saying this. Many of you, you hold on to your hurt. (coughs) Excuse me. You hold on to your pain because it's the only receipt you have of what they did. And you feel like if if I give away my receipt, if I give away my evidence, then God won't Handle it. Baby, you ain't got to handle that receipt. You ain't got to walk around with that hurt waiting to see them get executed. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm done. But, but you got you to deal with the sadistic tendencies in yourself if you want to see them burn. Because there's a little blood on your tooth, baby. If you, can't get, if you can't get rest until you see it happen to them, and most of the time, here go Deacon Mike, in worse fashion than it happened to you, you got to deal with the animal in you. But rest assured, while you're being healed, while your pain is being removed, and you're walking in healing, and you're able to forgive them, he says, the wicked, I will bring them to the ground. Don't worry about anybody getting what's coming to them. Nobody dawns the grave without paying in full the very price that they have exerted on to humanity. Some will even have to pay with their very life. Don't think, listen, nobody's getting away with anything. But you will die in your hurt and your pain. Never arriving to your destiny if you stay there. How many of you in your heart, you like, Lord, I want to be healed from the hurt and the pain? Take these scriptures, meditate on them. Even if you got to go back and play this over again on the podcast, meditate on it. And begin the hard work. Follow these processes. Follow these steps. Begin the hard work. Begin the hard work. And allow God to relieve you from the pain and heal you from the hurt. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. That you are so sovereign. You make no mistakes. God, we claim no place in this scenario but the place of pain we claim no place but the place of hurt and we are mindful of the fact that you can remove all pain and you can heal all hurt 
so I won't become a vigilante and go look for them. No. I won't try to plead my case to any court. But God, I pray that you be my God. You remove my pain and you heal me from my wounds because you're faithful to do it. Father God, expedite that process in me so that I will be able to forgive. I ask it of you and I receive it and it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. You receive a word from the Lord today. Thank you.